What are the steps that someone can take、uh, to create their personal brand? The best advice is to start and put yourself out there because I was there eight months ago, and the idea of posting and exposing myself and、uh, just、uh, being visible to the、uh, the entire digital world was、uh, was quite intimidating. And I would say, go out there because everyone has a story. Everyone has value. Everyone has learned something that other people are interested in. What's your number one lesson? One in eight billion. That's how special you are. There's only one you, with your personality, with your skills, with your traits, with your passions, and that that's really your value. So that's where you have to start your journey. Is by really knowing who you are, but also embracing it. And I use the term superpower because I love people to think that they have a superpower. Maybe they haven't found it yet, or maybe needs a little bit of polishing. But that's how my book starts. I'm all about diversity, and I'm all about people really being who they are, rather than trying to fit someone else's profile. What is a one life lesson that you will tell younger self? It comes from Steve Jobs. It always gives me a lot of peace of mind, even if you feel really lost, even if you don't know the answer now. In the future, looking back, you're going to connect the dots. At the time when I was in Australia and I was trying to find my way. I couldn't really see where this was going. I felt that I, I fell off the, the corporate ladder, so I saw it as something very negative. And now, when I'm looking back, I was like, "Wow, it all makes sense. I connected the dots. It was all supposed to happen. I'm just closing the loop now." So I think this idea of, of connecting the dots is definitely something that I would tell my younger self. Don't worry. Do your journey. Make your mistakes. Learn. Grow. We keep trying to rationalize things when we are in this irrational journey, like you said. But often it's easier said than done. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Welcome back. If we haven't met before, great to meet you. My name is Aaron. We tap into the stories of some of the world's most successful people, and not just successful people, ordinary people too, to understand what made them who they are and how they are collectively making our world a better place. If you're looking for dopamine, inspiration, new knowledge, or actions. That you can take today to become a better future self, you have come to the right place. To learn more about us, you can head over to our website, www.transformativepurpose.com, and please don't forget to follow, rate, and share if you enjoy our contents. Everything you see here is run by myself and a small team, and we'll really appreciate it. And last but not least, our mission is to build a global community to inspire. Enjoy. Hey guys, thank you so much for following this channel and making our podcast into the top three percent global podcast ranking. When I started a year ago, I didn't think anyone would listen to this podcast, but it was you who made this a success. Now, before you watch the full video, please do me a small favor. Please hit the subscribe button to help me understand a bit more about your experiences and how we can improve our contents. In every video, I have a deep conversation with someone whom I've recently met. We talked about different topics, including mental health, mindset, entrepreneurship, career, and most importantly, their stories on how they transformed themselves from the younger self. I hope these conversations are useful to you and can bring you new perspectives. Please enjoy. Hey guys, welcome back to the new episode on Transformative Purpose. I'm quite excited about、uh, today's episode because I'm speaking with someone who I've never met, but it feels like I've known this person for a very long time because I constantly see her interesting articles and contents popping up on my LinkedIn feed. 
Veronica Smith, welcome back to Hong Kong. I know you guys been away for a year and a so uh, during COVID. How's life now? It's great to be back. So to give a little bit of context, I was living in Hong Kong for 15 years. When uh, one day I went on holidays with uh, my two daughters and a purple suitcase, we went to Spain to visit my family and boom, all of a sudden Hong Kong changed the policy and the quarantine uh, regulations. And so we were stuck abroad. So we were in Spain and Australia for almost a year and a half. So as you can imagine, it feels great to go back. I was separated from my husband during that time. So it's great to be reunited, to have our dog, to have our home, our girl's bedroom, which is where I am right now. So it feels really wonderful. Well, that sounds a lot like a lot of challenges for you guys. So you and your husband have been living apart for one and a half years during COVID. Exactly. Yes, we uh, we managed to see wow. each other every four months or so, but it was a long period. And actually, my youngest at the time she was three, she forgot to speak English because we were in Spain for three months. And uh, when my uh, when her daddy saw her again, she was speaking in Spanish and he and he was speaking in in English. So it was challenging for the family. Yes. Yeah, but the the, the also the kids must have had a great time though. No. No schools, you know, a lot of travels, you know, seeing new things, right? Oh, for that, Outside of Hong Kong. Yeah, it was an amazing experience. So in uh, one year, they had uh, three school starts. So they started the school year in Hong Kong. And then they went to a public school in Spain when I was there in the Canary Islands. And then... They were in Australia. So in a one school term, they had three starts, three school bells, three playgrounds. It was uh, all a lot of excitement for them. Hey, so Veronica, when I was going through your CV or your career history on LinkedIn, you had um, many interesting jobs. You spent almost 10 years at Apple, seven years uh, to be exact, and then another three years uh, at Estee Lauder. And now you're doing your, I guess, your, your, your own gig, you're creating your own contents, which are very inspiring. Just want to understand from your perspective, how was the transition for you and what advice would you give to other people who might be going through the same thing? Absolutely. So, yes, you explained my uh, my career path really well. I thought that that was uh, the corporate ladder for me and that was my path. And then because I was in uh, this situation where I was in a new country in Australia, I was trying to find a job and I just wasn't getting the uh, response and uh, the success that I thought I would, uh, to be very honest. And um, I started to realize that really what I was missing were two big things. And uh, the first one is that I had never really had my personal brand. I had always relied on all the big brands like Apple or Estee Lauder. And so people were coming to me because I was an extension of that brand. But in reality, I didn't really have my personal brand. And so the moment that I was not there, it was like, there is no brand. So that was first moment of realization. The second one was in my case, being in Australia, I didn't have a network. I had a great network in Hong Kong because I had been here, worked here for 15 years, but I didn't have that that network in Australia. And so I had this uh, light bulb that I like to call the lemon tree mindset, which is uh, when life gives you lemon, in English we say, you, you, you make lemonade. And I was like, actually, no, you don't make lemonade. You use the seeds to plant uh, your own lemon tree. And so that's what I call the lemon tree mindset. And that's the name of my book, the, my ebook that I just published on, on Amazon as well. And for me, the solution was very clear. It was like, well, if you don't have a personal brand, you go out there and you build one. And you build a personal brand based on your value, based on your diversity, based on who you are as an individual, your skills, your personality, and all of that. So that was number one, like really build your personal brand. 
And the number two was uh, go out there and create your network because the reality is no one is going to come and knock at your door. And uh, you have to go out there, digital world, in the personal world and start to build your network. And so I focus on these two things, start building my personal brand and build my network. And of course, these go hand in hand in the digital world. As you're creating content, you are developing new relationships and building your network. And as you're building more network, then people are able to see more and more of your value. So it's like this uh, synergy or this ecosystem between these two parts. So the personal brand. Let's talk about the the transition. You mentioned that you and your husband lived apart for a year and a half and you were traveling, we know, with two girls. And, you know, um, you're not getting any luck uh, with the with the traditional corporate path. How how difficult or how easy was the transition for you? Honestly, it was very difficult because it was not a transition that I had planned. I would love to tell you the story that after 15 years, I thought, okay, now I'm going to start my new adventure. And it's something that I always wanted to do. No, it was completely accidental. But at the same time, it was one of these cases where you turn a challenge into an opportunity because uh, the fact that uh, I I didn't find this this opportunity to continue in the corporate uh, world, it meant that I had to look in different directions. And for me, I was like, actually, maybe I was in the tunnel, but looking at the wrong direction of the tunnel, because was the corporate life, especially at that point in time with two young children by myself in a new country, was that really the direction that I had to look at? And then I was like, actually, if I look at a different direction, opposite direction, there's a freelance world, there are opportunities, I can create different incomes. And uh, so for me, it was a difficult transition because I had to completely reset my mindset and really start to looking into a different direction, which is really hard, especially when it's, when it's not intentional. And so it was a process. For me, the transition was really a process on getting through that rejection period, reframing everything, the way that I looked at career, the way that I looked at, uh, at how to monetize your value. And then totally embracing, embracing the lifestyle that comes with uh, being a freelancer, with uh, having uh, different jobs or or different hats, with also the instability, because of course, it's not uh, as stable as it is when I had my paycheck at the end of the month at at Apple, but I take it. It's been a I don't think I'll be able to cope as well as you. Um, If I were trapped in a new country with two of my boys, I think that would drive me, that would drive me nuts. But uh, I really love everything that you said, right? Just looking at um, reframing our mind and... uh, um, just by shifting our mindset, uh, a lot of the times we can shift um, uh, a challenge into an opportunity. And one of my mentors, he, he used to have this favorite saying, and I think you you also had a similar uh, proverb when you mentioned your, your lemon tree analogy. And the proverb that he, uh, my mentor used to like to say is, um, the best time to plant a tree was 10 years ago, but the next best time is now. So I think uh, in a way, I think it's similar to, uh, to what you share. Right. So for people who haven't thought about, you know, um, creating their, their, their personal brand, right. Where should they start? You mentioned about values, you know, putting yourself out there and networking with new people. Right. Um, but what are, what are, what are the steps that someone can take, uh, to create their personal brand? And I, I, I know that you're also posting, um, many interesting contents quite consistently in various platforms, right? What are some of the lessons you've learned and which ones work for you? 
Sure. So I think the best advice is to start and put yourself out there because I was there eight months ago and the idea of posting and exposing myself and uh, just uh, being visible to the, uh, the entire digital world was, uh, was quite intimidating. And I would say go out there because everyone has a story. Everyone has value. Everyone has learned something that other people are interested in. And so also reframing that and, and getting rid of all this imposter syndrome that very often is there haunting us. Like, for example, my story is not that interesting or I'm not an expert on this field or what are people going to, to think and say? So I think trying to get rid of, of all of these uh, conditioners that uh, are acting as a, as an obstacle. I think that's the uh, the first thing that uh, that I would say. Also, something that works really well. It worked for me and and for many creators. Is if you're not ready to start posting, you can definitely start engaging and commenting, and that's a strategy that works really well. So let's in my case, for example, my field is a diversity, equity, and inclusion, and so I follow a lot of uh, creators, a lot of leaders in that field. And what I do is whenever they create content, I engage with, uh, with what they're talking about. I engage in, uh, with their own audience so that slowly you start to, to build that, uh, that network. So I think that works really well for people who are maybe not ready to put themselves out there yet. But um, just to give a very specific example, I believe that Aaron, you and I, that's how we connected. You started to write a lot about writing your book and congratulations. I yeah. know that you just published as yeah, well your, thank you. your third book, called <laughs> yes, Un it Unstuck. It is indeed. Right? Yes. And, and I thought it was... It was, it was really interesting that I saw someone who is also a dad, a parent, similar age in Hong Kong. I saw that you also had your transition, that this was your third book, I believe. And so I started to engage with your content because I was also publishing and I was interested in building my network with people in, in that same, uh, that same industry with similar knowledge. So, so it's a very tangible example on how you can start to create this network in a very organic way. It's just, oh, I love that you published a book. I'm also in my journey towards publishing my first, my first ebook. And I think when you put it in these terms, a very specific example, you demystify for people who are like, oh, you know, creating a personal brand. I'm not a creator. I'm not an influencer. That's something that stops people. So just take the way that you build relationships in the, the normal life or the real life into, into the digital world. And, and the opportunities are amazing because there are so many creators across so many different industries. So I think that would be my advice to sum, yeah. sum it up. Take, get rid of all your imposter syndrome and just start somewhere. And if you want to kind of start like a softer, just start to engage with people that you're genuinely you, interested uh, in what you they write about. a lot of great points there. I think um, a lot of the thoughts and sharing that you just made, and um, they were like a great summary of how I used to feel um, before putting myself out there. You know, uh, my story is not that interesting. Uh, who cares what I think? Who cares what, what I write about, right? Um, but then... Um, once I started writing, I realized that writing is not so much about you. Writing is about, you know, how you can add value to other people's life, how you can actually be relevant to other people. And writing itself can actually be an incredible uh, feedback loop to your own self-growth as well, because um, we need to, I think we need to give permission to other people to have an opinion on us. Uh, but it's up to us how we want to react to those opinions. And some opinions can actually be um, great learning opportunities uh, for us. And just to share a backstory with you, uh, I had a rejection from my wife actually about a month ago and she went to me, I stopped, I stopped following you. Your content is so boring. <laughs> it's all about this life lesson. And, um, and then I, and 
And when she, when she mentioned <laughs> that to me, I, I, I got a bit taken aback, but then I processed her feedback and, and I started thinking about my younger self, my 20 year old self. And I, and then I, I remember, oh yeah, I remember, you know, there were uh, people in my life back then trying to tell me, uh, all these th- big life lessons, you know, um, you know, um, seize your opportunity, you know, life's not forever, just, you, you know, all, all that kind of big stuff. But I wasn't ready for, uh, for those life lessons. Then it came to me, you know, some life experiences, some life lessons need to be experienced and we need to be uh, more relevant to different audiences, to people from different life ages. And I shouldn't be discriminating people, um, without kids. I should be talking, you know, in their languages, something that they, they can absorb. So based off on that feedback, I started writing a bit more of other content. So I started posting things about, you know, Korea, you know, what, I, what mistakes I've learned, uh, from, from, I guess from, from my younger self, uh, all that kind of stuff. But, uh, yeah. So I just want to say, um, you know, your sharing just now really, really resonated, uh, with me. And, uh, and like I said, you know, once you put yourself out there, uh, rejections are actually not that scary. You get used to it. I used to work, I used to work in a call center and people used to swear at me. Like whenever I, 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 I made this like a random phone calls when people were having dinner and lunches, uh, very inconvenient hours. Um, Let's talk about monetization, right? Um, so we talked a little bit about um, transitioning from your corporate career into a um, sort of a freelancing career, building up your your personal brand, and then starting to make a bit more uh, networks and building up your own contents, right? How do you make money, or how does someone uh, make money, um, and how should someone look at that um, aspect, right? Because it's not easy. I mean, it is a red ocean there. Uh, there are a lot of content creators uh, with many interesting contents. If we look at YouTube, for example. If someone were to make a video today and try to compete with the traditional YouTuber, um, they need to put in a lot of investment, their time and their content. Right? How can people find their own niche? Mm-hmm. That's a great question. And I think a lot of people ask themselves the same question. I certainly did, and, and I still do. Uh, so I'm going to start by going a little bit broader, and then I'll, I'll bring it back into my specific example. But if you start broader, I think the main thing is to identify what is your value. What is your value? I like to talk about the knowledge gap because I think it can relate to people. A lot of people think that they can only monetize something if they are the top expert in a field. The reality is there is a a knowledge gap. The moment you know something, even if it's this much, there is someone who is below in the journey and that knowledge gap can be monetized. So for example, in my case, I've only been doing personal branding for eight months and not not even professionally. What I mean is posting, creating content and, and so on. At the beginning, I was pitching to podcasts. Now I'm at a, at a point where podcasts pitch to me, like, like you did, for example, right? So, so it's, it's all a journey, but I think the, the first thing is really focusing on the value that you can provide. And then once you're clear on what is your knowledge gap, then you can start to monetize it. So let, now let's, let's bring it more specific into what I mean. I went through this reinvention last uh, year. And for me, the reinvention took around three months until I was a freelancer. I had uh, um, several uh, streams of income and and so on. What I realized is that through my journey of of transformation, I was ahead 
of some people who had lost their jobs or maybe they had been out of the corporate environment for a while. And a lot of people kept asking me, how did you do it? Like you were, same question you asked me, you were in the corporate world for so many years and now you reinvented yourself, you're a freelancer. I would love to do that, but I don't know where to get started. I don't know how to start creating content. That was the seed for me to create my first book, which is The Lemon Tree Mindset, where I wouldn't have been able to write that six months ago because I hadn't been through through that experience, but I had the knowledge gap. Because I had been through that experience, I started creating content on LinkedIn. I started to create content on Medium, which is a writing platform. I started to uh, speak in podcasts. I got my, my first freelance opportunities. The book is exactly about that. Is exactly about what are the 19 lessons that I learned through that my transformation period that can help other people. And so for me, that's a very specific example on how you have a little knowledge gap because I've only been here doing this for eight months now, but I was able to transform it or to convert it into an ebook that I published last month in Amazon. And I had no idea how to Google, how do you publish an ebook on, on Amazon? But I think that can bring it down to people that this is my example. But for example, if you are um, a student who just finished university and six months later, you land a top job at Google, for example, there are people who would love to know, what did you do? What was that interview process like? What would you recommend? So there you go. You can have a tutorial or you can have an ebook that would be super relevant for young graduates who would love to land a job at, at Google. And that person has that little knowledge gap that can be monetized. So I hope with these examples, it really helps people to start broader. Like, what is my value? What is my knowledge gap? And how do I transform this into value for whom? I think understanding who you're talking to is very relevant. I'm not talking to the top influencers on LinkedIn about how to create content. My audience is someone who is six months behind, who has not started, who is going through the imposter syndrome, through all these uh, these trials and, and rejections. So I think that's really important yeah. to know who okay, your so target audience is. I really love that concept, that knowledge gap concept. So there this pool of people out there who are suffering, who are going through the same journey that you just went through right how do you find these people so to be honest it's almost like they find me when i started to create content i had no idea that i was going to write a new book but very often uh, especially at the beginning of, of my journey posting on linkedin i would write things like i used to be unemployed and now I, i'm a, i'm a freelancer or things about the um, the reinvention journey and a lot of comments were like oh this is amazing. I'm so inspired. A lot of people would actually private message because it's something very private to say, oh, I really relate to this. I'm going through something similar myself. And I was receiving like these messages that a lot of people were lost. A lot of people were not happy in their nine to five, which is never nine to five, by the way. A lot of people had children that they barely saw because uh, in Hong Kong, for example, you finish work at 6 p.m. if you're lucky get home is almost 7 p.m. And so I was receiving all these uh, comments, questions, connections about people who were really relating to my story. Also, because in, in my case, and you've seen my content, I'm very open about sharing. There's a lot of storytelling. So that is very relatable to people. So I didn't go out there and say, okay, who needs this reinvention? It was more my audience. And that's what happens when you create content. People come to you. Like, for example, Aaron, you, you write a lot about 
writing a book, a lot of people ask you questions. So where should you publish? Do you go for self-publish or do you find a publisher? What tips do you have to get testimonials? I saw that you had amazing testimonials in your book. So one of my questions would be like, oh, how do you get all these amazing reviews? And so my point is that very often the signs are there. You just have to be receptive and listen to your audience. And you can only do that if you start creating content because otherwise like, people like are not you, going I'm to just come learning to you. on the way. Um, and uh, the way I, I see it is a mistake is just part of the learning. And whether you see it as a mistake or as an opportunity to, to learn more, yes. it's just a matter of reframing, like you said earlier, right? So you mentioned about 19 lessons in your book. What's your number one lesson that you think everyone should uh, should know of going through this transition? So the number one lesson is a post that I wrote that resonated with a lot of people. And uh, the, the title was uh, One in Eight Billion. That's how special you are. So that's how the book starts with this idea that there's only one you with your personality, with your skills, with your traits, with your passions, and that that's really your value. So that's where you have to start your journey is by really knowing who you are, but also embracing it. And I use the term superpower because I love people to think that they have a superpower. Maybe they haven't found it yet, or maybe it needs a little bit of polishing, but that's how my book starts. I'm all about diversity and I'm all about people really being who they are rather than trying to fit someone else's profile. So that's the very first lesson. Yeah, one in eight billion. And I that's remember, how special you are. Uh, please correct me if I'm wrong here. I remember some of your superpowers. You speak eight languages. Um, you are a CEM, which is a chief executive mom. Uh, I like to call myself CED, chief executive dad, or CDO, chief daddy officer. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Yes. And well, I'm going to be disappointed. It's not eight eight languages. So sorry to disappoint. I have to do. (laughs) No, yes. I lived in nine nine (laughs) countries. That's right. Yeah. So for me, these are some of the of the superpowers and in, in, in my uh, profile in, in LinkedIn, I love to write the chief executive mom because it's also part of, of who I am. Like if I take that out, people don't really see the whole the whole of me. And so I did a lot of work also on, on how I position myself. How do I want to be seen? In the past, I just wanted to be seen as this executive woman who is in the corporate world. And I was like, no, that's not, it's a part of who I, I was, not anymore. But I want people to also see that I'm a triathlete, that I'm a mom, that I have these different interests yeah. outside what yeah. you just do when did you? When was the first time you became vulnerable? When was the first time you shared, you decided to, you know, hit that um, submit button and share your, your personal story? Well, it was, it wasn't an actual button. So I click post on my very first post on LinkedIn and I remember it because it said SOS, my life turned upside down. That was the title of the post. And the post was basically me saying in 2022, this happened. I was separated from my husband. I lost my job. I ended up in a new country where I don't have any friends. And then the second part of the post, but also in 2022, I started writing. I started reaching out to people. I started taking a lot of courses. I've spent more quality time with my kids than I ever had. And for me, it was literally, I pressed that button and it was like, okay, I'm opening this door of vulnerability. And, uh, and people really related. Like that's one advice that I would give. Like when you're truly yourself, you, people relate much more than if you just show success because success is, is very, aspirational but not so inspirational because it's like yeah i would like to be like you but i don't know how whereas when you're opening up people see actually there's a lot of hills you know there's a lot of ups and downs 
social media can also cause some anxiety. And I remember one of your posts or two of your posts were about um, haters, right? How do you deal with online haters that just not giving you uh, or giving people uh, constructive uh, criticism or feedback? That's such a good question, Aaron. So in my um, in my journey, probably because I haven't been that long and, and I'm not that uh, uh, popular, let's say, or I, I don't have like thousands and thousands of followers, I've only had a couple of cases, I think two, two or three maybe. The first one was very interesting because it was the same day I reached 1,000 followers on Medium. I was very excited. I posted about it. And then I had a ve- the very first uh, digital bully. And uh, it was, it was harsh. Like it was like, uh, you know, swearing and uh, not just, not just criticizing. It was, it was beyond. And I know that uh, the the advice that everybody gives is uh, just block that person. You don't need that energy. And it's definitely the advice that, uh, that I would give as well. But in this case, I just decided to put the computer, put the phone aside. I just um, decided, okay, I'm not going to do anything while it's still hot in in my mind. I just wanted to have the time to process it. And uh, after going for a run, which is usually when I find my inspiration, because it was the day when I reached my 1,000 followers and my initial post was going to be about celebration, which is what I wanted to do. I created a post talking about how when you're successful, you're always going to attract haters. And I actually thanked uh, this uh, this man for showing this like really dark side of him. And I invited him to join my publication, which is called A Smiling World on Medium. And it's about positive messages and uh, uh, self-improvement because I said, well, I think you actually need some of that. I'm not going to take your rage. I'm not going to take, you know, your negativity, but I have a fantastic positive publication that I think would help you very much. And so I turned this into a post that went quite viral on, on Medium and um, it's, not, it's not something that I would recommend everybody everybody to do. It definitely helped me. It was a one-off, but uh, whenever I have had that, I have taken the approach of I'm going to block that person from uh, from my network because I don't need to get into debates. I, I don't need to, to have that negativity in, in my life. I'm a very positive person and very attracted to a positive person as well. So I think you block that person, but mentally it can hit you. So I would just say my, my same message in the post that was like, the more successful you are, the more you're going to, to trigger this type of, uh, it's a numbers game. You know, if I had a, if I reach 1000, now I'm over 2500, probably when I reach 10,000, I will have 10 of them. You know, and, and just knowing that it's part of the journey is a way of saying, okay, I'm not even going to take this personal. It's, it's just unfortunately how very often the digital world happens because it's very easy to be a digital warrior, you yeah. know, behind and the sometimes uh, it's the easier for us to remove that uh, negative cue from our life, right? Instead of trying to manage uh, around it. And like you said, um, with one of your favorite lessons, there's 8 million of us on this planet, which also means that there's 8 million different permutations of us. Everyone thinks differently, react, react to things differently. So we, we can't please everyone. Now, great advice there. Thank you. Um, so what's next, what's next for you this year? What's on your calendar this year? What can we expect to see more of, uh, from Veronica? So what I'm trying to do is uh, try to do less because I mean a lot of different things at the same time. So I'm trying to focus. And the big project for this year, and I think you're going to love this, is my first book. So paper book, 
I'm working with a mentor. I've been working with her for already six months to publish uh, my my first uh, official book. I did an ebook, but it was uh, smaller. So my my dream is really to have that out uh, published in a, a cover book by by the end of this year. So that's definitely something that uh, that is like top priority for me. And in terms of short term, I just literally launched my uh, newsletter on Substack three weeks ago, not even three weeks ago. So that's something that I'm also working on. I would say that personal branding is um, it's like almost like a career where you're going through different phases. So now that I've established myself, I know how to create content. I'm quite uh, established in two platforms in uh, LinkedIn and, and Medium. I really wanted to start working on building my audience which is really the next step. And uh, a newsletter, I think, is critical for that because you have to build your your email list. So that's something that I'm, I'm putting a lot of focus as well on, on growing my, my audience and going from a more awareness, more generic followers to subscribers who, who are people who are genuinely interested in, in what you're doing, what you publish. So, so it's a yeah. bit of a I've got one last question audience. for you, Veronica. And this question uh, comes from the previous uh, podcast guest, um, Emmy. Um, she, I actually haven't published her, her episode yet, so you, you can't find it yet. Uh, but she had a bit of a quarter life crisis, uh, at the age of 30. And she turned her career from a biomedical engineer into a, um, multi, uh, well, wide record holder in weightlifting. So, uh, pretty impressive. So if you have time, uh, do check out the episode and, uh, that should come up probably next week or so. Um, but so her question to you is, what is a one life lesson that you will tell younger self? The one lesson that I will tell my, my younger self is it comes from Steve Jobs. And uh, it always gives me a lot of peace of mind. And is that even if you feel really lost, even if you don't know the answer now, in the future, looking back, you're going to connect the dots. And uh, in, in my case, it's very relevant because at the time when I was in Australia and I was trying to find my way, I couldn't really see where this was going. I felt that I, I fell off the, the corporate ladder. So I saw it as something very negative. And now when I'm looking back, I was like, wow, it all makes sense. I've connected the dots. It was all supposed to happen. I'm just closing the loop now. So I think this idea of, of connecting the dots is definitely something that I would tell my younger self. Don't worry. Do your journey, make your mistakes, learn, grow. Everything will make sense. And I think sense. that's we the limitation of our rational mind, right? We keep trying to um, rationalize things when we are in this irrational journey, like you said. Um, but often it's easier said than done. And one question from you, Veronica, what's the, what's the one question you want to ask the next guest? And anything. So where, where would, would you like, like to see yourself, see yourself in, five in five years? Okay, I shall let him or her know once I know who that person is. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much for having you, uh, Veronica. And uh, it's been great, very inspirational. And like I said, um, even though we haven't uh, met in person yet, I'm sure we'll, we'll get a chance because now that you're, you and your family are back, we can set up some play dates with the kids even. Um, I, it just feels like I've known you for uh, such a long time because I, I see your interesting contents on LinkedIn. So uh, for, for all the followers of this podcast, um, there's a newsletter you can check out from Veronica. Thank you. She's super active on LinkedIn. And she also recently published her first book on uh, Amazon as well, which you can buy. So again, thank you so much for your time. I wish you a lovely day and say hi to the family for me. Ciao. Thank Bye -bye. you, Aaron. See you soon. I hope you enjoyed the chat. I always say our life is very much like discovering what the next chapter is in our own book. And what we do today can change the narrative in the next chapter. 
Our life given by nature is short, but it's not the duration that matters. What matters more is how many meaningful things we can do and how many people we can help in our life. I hope you have gotten some inspiration and new ideas about what you can do differently today. And as you are doing it, remember to also change your ecosystem so that you can sustain it. I firmly believe our world will be a much better place if all of us are focusing on becoming a better future self together with the people we love. See you in the next episode.